Insurance is not something that we look forward to paying for, but it is a necessity. Shannon Harvey sheds light into the seven daily risks that can lead to financial disaster and how to lessen that risk. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome. This is Jen Hempel, your host, and I am grateful and excited to have you here. Now, today we are covering a topic that we have not fully covered. Maybe we've mentioned it here and there since the existence of this podcast. Sadly, I'm sad to say that. And it's about protecting ourselves, our wealth, what we have built with insurance. Because this is not my area of expertise, I have brought someone who works with insurance for a living. In this episode, you're going to learn the seven daily risks we all face that can lead to financial disaster. You're also going to learn the exact solutions that can prevent financial disaster, as well as one key factor to not ignore when it comes to car insurance and the biggest mistake when it comes to life insurance. Now, let me share with you a little bit about Shannon Harvey. He has over 15 years of experience as a trusted risk advisor and owns an insurance agency in Greenville, South Carolina. Shannon and his wife, Susan, spend most of their free time traveling with their 11-year-old son and 9-year-old daughter. Shannon is active in his local Rotary Club, where he has served as president and on its board of directors, and he also coordinates food bank donation drives with more than 160 other insurance agents around the country as part of his Agents Fighting Hunger Project. He is a fantastic person. I know you're going to love getting to know him. So let's get right to it and go meet Shannon. Vamos a conocer a Shannon. Bienvenido, Shannon. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. I am excited to have you here. Well, thanks, Jen. I appreciate the warm welcome. I'm excited to be on here with you. Yes, I'm excited to learn more about what you do because it's an area we actually have not covered in the podcast. But before we do that, I wanted to get to know you in terms of how did you grow up around money? What is your money story? I, I would guess my money story was just learning early on from uh, I was fortunate enough not only to have my parents around, but to also have all four of my grandparents were living until I was at, out of college. So I was very fortunate. It was almost like I had three sets of parents. And, uh, and what I learned from all of them was just the value of, uh, of not only working from an early age, but, but saving money just in case a rainy day comes along. And, and that kind of ties into what I do now is because a, a lot of times folks don't understand how rainy a day might be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, uh, the best thing you can do is just hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And that's, uh, that's a lot of the daily conversations that I have with people. 
Right. And especially nowadays, uh, recently with what happened with the hurricanes, uh, I think of uh, Puerto Rico and what they've been dealing with and still recovering. And so tell us a little bit about what you do. So you're what's called a trusted risk advisor. What is that? And why is that important, like your field? Sure. What we do is if I'm doing a great job as a risk advisor, I'm making sure that uh, every, everybody I sit down with, everyone I talk with, uh, they understand daily risk. There's really seven main daily risks that I think about. And regardless of someone's uh, age, ethnicity, gender, occupation, we all face seven daily risks that can really lead to a financial disaster. And, uh, and I sit down and I educate folks about each of those risks and we figure out which ones they're uh, maybe unfamiliar or unaware of. Uh, and, uh, and we address those. And if I'm doing a great job, I, I not only educate them and help them uh, learn about those daily risks that can really, you know, sink their finances, but I also help them, you know, protect their financial world. So whatever they've done to uh, set aside money for retirement, uh, college education for their children, you know, putting, uh, putting away money toward the equity in their home, everything that you can have, uh, as far as that kind of savings goes, that's all up for grabs if you have the wrong daily risk attack your financial world and you really risk losing everything and you can, in fact, lose future earnings. A lot of people are unfamiliar about that. But, uh, but that's what we talk about and then we find out where their weaknesses might be and we help them address them. Perfect. And so could you tell us just briefly, what are those seven daily risks that you mentioned? Okay, well, one of the biggest ones is... Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I have a good friend. He's a uh, he's a dentist, and this is a couple of years ago, and it was on a day very much like today. I'm looking out my window, and the sun <laughs> is shining. The sky is blue. There's not a cloud in sight. It's not raining. It's not dark. And most people think that's the only time that a, that an accident can happen on the road. But it was a day like today. It was beautiful, and he was visiting someone over the weekend, uh, and he was leaving their uh, neighborhood. And he looks right, and he looks left. Everything looks good, but when he pulls out. Uh, a car zipped around the corner. It was a little bit of a blind spot and, and T-boned, ran into the side of my of my friend and knocked him into the other lane of traffic where he hit two other cars. And uh, fortunately, he was able to walk away with just a broken collarbone. He could have been hurt much worse. And if you saw the car after the accident, you would have assumed he he was hurt more seriously than that. But it was just a broken collarbone. However, some of the other people in the other cars weren't so lucky. And mm. uh Long story short, six hundred thousand dollars later, the last of wow. the medical, the last of the medical bills and the property damages were paid. And uh, he didn't mean to cause this accident. My friend didn't. He didn't try to hurt anyone, but he was found liable. And thankfully, uh, about a year before that accident, we had recommended he put in place a a personal umbrella policy. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to that one policy, that accident. There was no financial impact at all to my friend, and he was fortunate there. A lot of people don't know. In fact, more than nine out of 10 people don't know what a personal umbrella policy is, but thanks to that one policy, he had no financial impact. If he did not have that one policy in place, then in a normal sequence of events, he would have uh, spent a lot of his savings, probably all of it, trying to pay the other people's medical bills. He would have exhausted any savings he had in retirement accounts, maybe even tapped into the equity of his home, and we probably would have eventually declared bankruptcy. And in the state where I live, they can actually 
garnish your wages. If you're uh, sued for a great amount of money, they could garnish future earnings from you. And fortunately, he didn't have to deal with any of that just because the umbrella policy covered everything from that accident. Right, right. And yes, $600,000 to do on your own, that's a lot of money. So that's a, a ton of money. It yeah. definitely, I can see the impact it could have on just on your financial life, uh, especially if you're not prepared uh, to pay out that type of money. Uh, who, who is or who, right? In, in terms of, yeah. I mean, you may be prepared in terms of, you may, you may have that money in place, but that was not the intention where the money was supposed to go, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Okay. So it's basically, um, the umbrella policy. So it's basic. So one of the daily risks that you mention is maybe a car accident is what car, you're... a car accident is one. If something should happen at your home where you're found liable, let's say a fire started in your home and it spread to other homes in your neighborhood, or if you live side by side in a townhouse or a condo situation, uh, that's one of the seven daily risks. And the, the umbrella policy, I call that a liability risk mm-hmm. because uh, in America, you don't have to be a millionaire to get sued like a millionaire. Right. So, so I ask a lot of people, you know, what, what if you got sued for a million dollars? What would you do? And and that's uh, that's one of the risks. The other, the others that are a little more common as well. Uh, what, what if something happens to your health, mm-hmm. and uh, and you need a serious medical procedure? Uh, what if something should happen to you, and you're not able to work and earn an income for uh, longer than sixty or ninety days? What if what if something should happen to you sooner than than expected? And you don't make it home at night. And that's that's where we talk about life insurance. That's mm-hmm. a risk. And, and then the opposite of that is what if you're lucky enough, uh, you have good genetics, you, ha- you, you eat a great diet, you work out all the time, and you're just fortunate enough to live a long time. Is there a chance that you could outlive your savings? So right. that's so, so all of those really play a role as, as far as what could lead to a financial disaster. And in a financial disaster, a lot of times people say, well, what does that look like? Well, what if you lost all your savings? What if you lost the equity in your home? What if you lost your home? What if you lost your income for an extended period of time? Or what if you were sued for a million dollars? So that's that's a financial disaster and they pop up pretty frequently. Most people just don't realize it unless it happens to them or someone close to them. Right, right. And in terms of protecting from yourself from those financial disasters is to, depending on the type of accident that happens or uh, your health uh, deteriorate or you outlive. So there's different types of way to protect. Before we continue, I wanted to take a moment to share with you a little bit about our partners, FabFitFun, who are sponsoring this week's episode. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not always a fan of subscription boxes, but when it is seasonal, they don't give you just samples of products. And these products include quality brands like Kate Somerville for skincare items, or Rachel Pally for fashion items, and Moroccan oil for beauty products. It is like treating yourself and self-care all on a budget. And if you use the code HERMONEY over at FabFitFun.com, you will get $10 off. Now, FYI, they sell out fast, so you can just mosey on over to FabFitFun and use the code HERMONEY 
And also for fun, just try saying FabFitFun five times fast. And once I receive my summer box, I will be sharing it with you on Instagram. So stay tuned. Now let's get back to the show. Tell us about the different ways that you protect yourself from these risks. I know you there. I know there's various depending on what it is, what the daily risk is. Sure. The, the, uh, the easiest one that I tell people about is if you're like most people I know, you probably everyone I know owns a car, drives around, and they don't think about the fact that when they pull out of their driveway every day, that's the biggest risk they're going to take. And uh, unfortunately, most of the advertisements you hear on the radio or on television or on your internet banner ads talk about uh, spend a few minutes to save money on your auto insurance. Mm -hmm. And and I think a lot of people have been programmed to believe I need to pay as little in auto uh, auto insurance as I can. But really what you want to do, in my opinion, is you want to have high liability limits. So if something should happen and you hurt another person or multiple people in an accident that's your fault, you want to make sure that your auto insurance co- Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Covers that, and that's one way to sidestep a lawsuit. So that's one way that you can uh, protect yourself against a, a financial disaster. And another way, like I mentioned, of course, is the umbrella policy. When you when you talk about folks and their their health insurance, some some folks uh, may not have access to health insurance, and others do, but they don't look at it very often. So if it's someone who you know doesn't have health insurance, we try to find ways to help them obtain that if it's uh, if it's a possibility, and then. For folks who have health insurance, one of the easiest things you can do is you can review it each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's shocking how many people, if they get it through their uh, place of employment, they might sign up for it and not spend more than a minute or two reading through the options. And, and that can be a real important decision, e- even when it carries over to some of the supplemental policies that uh, an, employ- an employer might offer, like a, like a disability policy. A lot of folks don't even think about how important their job is to them and their family. And that might be, uh, a lot of times I'll sit down with someone and that might be their biggest asset. And they're mm-hmm. like, they, they, don't, they don't see it like I do, but if you take someone who's, uh, you know, 35 years old and they, they make $50,000 a year, I've, I've had people tell me they don't make very much money and they make $50,000 a year. And I, first of all, I think that's a good income. And, and secondly, when I show them that if they work until a retirement age of 65, that's 30 years, at $50,000 a year, that's a million and a half dollars worth of income their family's probably going to count on. So if, mm-hmm. if something should happen to where they, they can't work and earn that income, or God forbid, if they, they die earlier than they're expected to, then uh, they want to make sure that they've covered those two risks because uh, that's a lot, of, uh, a lot of income for a family. Right. So when you sit down with people and educate them on these daily risks, uh, do you also go through, for example, you you just mentioned that example about the person and the income that they make and uh, and really looking long term over the course of a 30 year career, how much that is. And if they couldn't make it, that's the income that their family rely uh, depends on. So do you mm-hmm. sit and tell them, OK, uh, do you advise? I mean, you're a trusted risk advisor. So do you advise them on the types of like like life insurance policies or do you just educate them? Like I'm trying to understand like your role. Sure. Well, it's both. Education, of course, is a is a part of it. And mm-hmm. then 
a lot of times it's simply asking them which of which of these bases have you covered and which do you think we need to pay more attention to? And then uh, once they share their situation with me and we can find out what the particular weaknesses are, I can usually help them fill those gaps. And if, mm-hmm. if not, I find someone who can. And uh, a, a little bit of a problem I run into is, of course, when you deal with um, have, having to have a license to help folks with these type products. Mm. If, if, it's a, if it's a property and casualty policy and it's uh, someone who lives in Colorado or California or New York, I can't really help them, but I can help them find someone who can. And uh, usually the, the toughest part is just the education and then finding someone to help them is the easy part. If I can't help them, I always point them in the right direction where they can find someone who can. Right. So the seven daily risks are car accidents, uh, health, uh, mm-hmm. outliving your income. And That's do we right. cover any others? I'm trying to count the ones that we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, disability is disability. one. Disability. Okay. Li- life is one. Uh-huh. Uh, home insurance, home auto insurance. insurance. And, uh, yeah. Perfect. And home then, insurance. And, and then auto. the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Well, that this has been uh, interesting information. Now, what would you say when you sit down and, and talk to people, um, what do people resist more when you educate them on these risks? Uh, because it is insurance. And of course, with insurance comes with like, well, it's only in just in case. So is there any area that uh, of these daily risks that people are more resistant to? I'm just curious. Yeah, the the sad thing is the uh, the big mistake I see a lot of folks make is thinking they have enough life insurance just because they have it at work. Uh-huh. And and this comes up frequently. And a lot of times someone will mention that without even knowing what they have at work. And in one moment, they'll tell me I'm covered. I have it through my workplace. And then when I ask details about that life insurance through the workplace, they don't know what they have. Now, unfortunately, most people, if they uh, if they have life insurance through the workplace, a lot of times they might have a two or three times their annual income, and they're thinking they have more than that. And if they read a little, a little more closely, they'll learn that they don't. And if they make that mistake and think that they're covered through work, then usually they're falling short of a lot of the advice given to them by some other experts and consumer advocates who say you need to have seven to 10 times your income in a life insurance policy outside of the workplace. And there's mm-hmm. a few reasons for that. One of the big ones is that not all policies you have at work go with you if you lose that job. So if you were to take a job with another em- employer or get fired for whatever reason, sometimes that policy can't go with you. So if you have it at work and then you lose your job, you may also lose that policy. And um, another risk they run is that they might not be healthy at that point in the future when they change jobs to qualify for that same kind of policy if they can't take it with them. So I would I would say that's one of the uh, one of the biggest talking points I run into when we discuss these risks is that uh, someone will say, "No, I'm covered. I'm covered at work," and they either don't know what they have, or they once they find out, they realize, "Oh no, I, I, my family wouldn't be okay if they only had." two years worth of my income if something should happen to me. Right, right. Yeah, those, those are definitely some good points. Now, you wrote a book uh, uh, talking about this area in, and the daily risk. So how did that book come to be? And what else can we look forward to in this book? 
Well, yes, I did. It, the The actual title of the book is How to Avoid Financial Disaster, and you can um, you can find it on Kindle or on Amazon. And um, I guess it came about because uh, I was listening to a podcast, and it was mentioned that a lot of people have an idea about writing a book, and they just never get around to it. And then uh, I was thinking, yeah, that, that that might be me. I could be one of those people. And then in the next conversation, they mentioned the the first book you should write is what people are always asking you about. Mm. And you and usually this is the kind of conversation I have when I'm meeting with with uh, clients and customers. So I thought, well, there, there's a good opportunity for me to you know put all of these put all of these thoughts down on paper, and uh, and that's kind of how it came to pass. I love it. And then in this book, uh, you talk about these uh, seven daily risks and what else. Uh, do you cover in this book? Just like a little teaser. Well, I tell a story um, very similar to the one uh, about the, the the friend and the umbrella policy. I tell a story about each of those risks Love because, it. yeah, what I've what I've found is that uh, people will remember a story. You might explain all the ins and outs to a to a policy or a coverage or a product, and they could walk out your door and thirty minutes later forget most of it just because they don't talk about it every day like like I do. But if you if you tell a story that illustrates how it works and how it helps people, that sticks in someone's mind. So uh, I I would I would say that uh, that's probably the the biggest thing I do in the book is I just kind of mention each of the stories that I have to tell about uh, those seven daily risks that normally come up in a conversation. Love it, love it, and congrats to you because that is such a huge accomplishment. I've been in the same position in terms of. Uh, writing a book and it, and it's out now. And I love uh, that you you took the, uh, took that knowledge, put it because it does give you some clarity as well as you 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 understand what you do. But I what I have found personally in writing my book was that it gave me a more clarity and in terms of like my process and, and when I coach people. So uh, it, it was definitely a worthwhile journey. So a big congrats to you uh, in achieving you. something as that. huge as that. So this has been fantastic, Shannon. I really appreciate your time uh, in educating us on these uh, seven daily risks. And um, I'm glad you stopped by. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate the invitation. I was happy to be here. Well, that wraps up another interview. And I hope that you enjoyed the chat with Shannon. I really thought it was a good reminder to make sure that we adequately protect ourselves just to prevent harsh financial implications in the future should life and Murphy and all of that good stuff happen to strike. Because unfortunately, we don't know if that will happen, you know, any circumstances, car accidents, uh, someone passing away, whatever the case may be, it happens. And we just want to be protected as best as possibly as we possibly can. So this week, you all made it hard on me to pick to just pick one weekly shout out or for La Mención Semanal. Uh, as I've been loving just reading your money wins, I've been re- loving reading all that you have been sharing in our community. So I don't have one this week, but I'll be sure to have one next week. Now, in regards to our chat today, 
if you want to learn more, if you want to dig deeper into these seven daily risks, remember Shannon did write a book and I will make sure that the book is called How to Avoid Financial Disaster Yourself. So I'll make sure that I link that up in the show notes for you today so you can go over to Amazon and check that book out. Now, of course, protecting your wealth is just part, just a part of your financial picture. And with that right person, having that right person to help you get the insurance that you need, not just sell you any insurance, but sell you the insurance that you need uh, makes life easier. Now, the other parts of your financial life can be complicated just thanks to our daily life getting in our way. It happens to all of us. That's why I created my Daily Money Ritual. It's a simple worksheet that get, helps you regroup your financial life. And I have a free copy waiting for you over at jenhempill.com forward slash ritual. Next week, we talk to a veteran. His name is Doug Nordman. He is absolutely fantastic, very, very intelligent, knows, I mean, his wisdom is, is going to blow your mind. And he talks to us about financial independence, what it means uh, to him and how we can get there. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Shannon for joining us and sharing all those nut golden nuggets today. You can uh, check out the show notes on where to find Shannon over at jenhempill.com forward slash 142. Now, don't forget, if you love this episode, I would appreciate it if you shared it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or even a stranger. It would mean the world to me. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you tuning in today. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves.